Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A number of schools are still asking parents to pay money when accepting an offer of a place for their child for the following September. So... In the last couple of weeks, if you have a child who's just finished uh, or is just entering sixth class in primary school and you're looking to go into um, secondary school next September, or maybe you're thinking of changing your, your, your child's school from one to the other, you'll have gone through an application process, a form. You maybe have, you know, the certain forms that, that are, are designated for the deanery area in your local area. And hopefully you'll have gotten your first choice or your second choice of a school for your child, at which points you accept the place. And then, according to this Irish Independent examination, now this is focusing on three schools in South County Dublin, where places are, you know, few and far between and there's a lot of competition. The letters are being sent out to parents asking for this money. There's a charge and it's it's generally dressed up as an administration charge of sorts um, that covers certain costs. But it's being sent out with the letter that you have to say, for example, send in your proof of address to show that you're in the right area, that you live genuinely in the right area. Or, you know, with the birth cert to show that your, you know, your child is genuinely who you say they are. And so therefore, the implication is that if you don't pay this fee, your child maybe isn't going to get their place. Catherine Donnelly, the education editor of the Irish Independent, is uh, with me today on the Nile Boylan Show in Ireland's Classic Kids. Catherine, this is outlawed now, so why are some schools still doing it? Well, I suppose the first thing I should say is that all of the schools would say that getting the place next September is not conditional on the money being paid now. But certainly, a number of the letters I've seen, um, the wording of them would certainly lead parents to believe that um, payment of the money now uh, was was essential, if you like. One one school used the word due. It said the uh, 200 uh, euro um, charge was due now. Another asked that um, the money be paid by bank transfer uh, as part of the uh, sort of the offer acceptance process. So you could certainly see why parents would uh, believe that they had to pay the money and it caused a lot of confusion and concern. Schools would say they do. I mean, there seems to be... I don't know that it's exclusive to South Dublin. I suspect it's not. Yeah, I don't um, think so. Yeah, but there is certainly there's a lot of competition for places in schools in South Dublin, and schools would say that um, even though it was it was banned in legislation as recently enacted as 2018, so it should be very fresh in everybody's minds. Um, schools would say that they ask for this money, which is refundable. They also make the point it is refundable um, to allow that. First of all, they say it might. It might improve the chances of, or you know, it gives them some sort of a guarantee that that the child will actually turn up next September. Because they say in an area where there's a lot of competition for places, um, parents have put in multiple applications, and they may get an offer this week or last week from one school, and in a month's time they might get another offer, and um, they might then decide not to take uh, an offer that they accept today. So the schools sort of feel that if the money if the money is paid over, it'll give it'll give it just offers a better a kind of surety that that the children An assurance will, that the child will yeah, be there. Will but, turn but up. Catherine, but, yeah, and, yeah. and Catherine, I think anyone can understand that. But my understanding is that in addition to these rules that came in and the law change in 2018, mm. there was also a new internal system whereby schools could see 
if there was almost like a, an auction going on behind the scenes. Schools now have access to the uh, the, 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 the children and, and details of the children that are being accepted in other schools. So in other words, there's three secondary schools in my local area. Maybe I was going to, you know, take my chances and put my son down for all three of them. But I had one that I wanted. But my understanding is now that they can actually see if you've applied multiple times. Well, so that I, makes that argument a little moot. What I was told was that it's not, it's not as transparent as schools would like it to be, that that process is not as transparent as schools would like it to be. That there have been some improvements, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not uh, as tr- transparent as they feel it needs to be in an area where a lot of parents are putting in multiple applications. But one way or another, the money, I mean, the legislation is clear, the money should not be sought at this point in the, in the process. And nor should it even be implied that um, a, a payment is, is necessary at this stage. But obviously parents, if there is competition in an area, and I know for a fact this is mm. not just South County Dublin, yeah. I live in North County Dublin, I have three children in secondary school. I've been asked for this and, and I have a son in yeah. first year. I was asked for this last year when technically it was against you know legislation yeah. then at that stage. Yeah. I'm aware of, of friends and family yeah. who also have children now. They're literally accepting the offer places now this week mm. or last week. And yeah. they've also been asked for it. Parents don't seem to know though. They don't. Well, this is highlighting it now. The Department of Education is aware of it. The Department of Education said to me they would look into any cases that they become aware of that they would look into. So I suppose parents should maybe contact the department if, they, if, if such requests have been put to them. Um, but it's, you know, it's, you know, the legislation is clear. And in a further statement I got from the department on Friday, that not only, not only should the money be um, requested, but it shouldn't even be, as I say, it shouldn't even be implied. So in other words, if you're going to apply that, as, as the legislation states, there should be no reference to the money at no, all in that There should be no reference to money at all at this point in the process. You know, I've heard of other situations where in the application parents were asked to, yes, were, were asked that to too. submit money. So there should be no reference to money at all because uh, it's, it's, it causes confusion. It's not, it's against the law. You know, and it, it causes confusion. And parents, if they see money um, written into a, an offer letter, they feel under pressure to pay it because they're, they're afraid then they won't get the place. Even though schools, schools have told me that that was not the case, but certainly the letters that I saw, uh, parents would be, um, would, could easily have uh, believed that uh, they, they, wouldn't have got, they wouldn't get the place if and, they didn't pay over that money. Yeah. And if you're a parent and if you mm. have, you know, if that is your first choice school and maybe it's your oldest child or your other children are in the schools, you know, in other words, if you don't have something like the sibling admission rule or something yeah. else that gets you over that line, yeah. you are going to be terrified. And I mean, it's yeah. quite normal. You're going to think if I don't pay what's being demanded, I'm not going to get this place. That is the fear, and that's that, that is the fear that parents have, and that's why parents have been paying the money, even though it should be fresh in everybody's mind because this this legislation is, is very recent, and the reason it was brought in was to introduce greater transparency and to take that pressure off parents. And where are we then with this other old chestnut, the voluntary contribution? Am I right in thinking that that was also done away with essentially? Look, well, every, everyone understands that, that schools have costs that have to be met. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they are going to argue individually and collectively that they're underfunded by the Department of Education. And I think it's probably fair to say, you know, 
in in large numbers, yes, they are underfunded. And so you have the student bodies and their, you know, student councils maybe who do fundraisers and the parent councils who do fundraisers and you might have sports days or whatever that you're raising a few bob. But I suppose there are additional costs that parents have to meet. But where is this voluntary contribution? Because in my own experience of putting three children through school, it's voluntary but you kind of feel you have to pay it. There's, there's an element of it not being voluntary at all. Yes, parents will say that as well, even though schools will always tell you that it is voluntary and that no child will suffer if the money isn't paid. But then you hear anecdotally, you hear of, of cases. Um, yeah, no, it is voluntary and it should, it, well, it should be voluntary, and, but it, the parents should only be asked for it when the child is in the school. I think schools are allowed to maybe pay to ask for... Um, for you know, for money to cover um, reasonable costs such as photocopying or you know other learning materials um, that may be needed, but it's or they or perhaps for extracurricular activities. But it, it always has to be the point has to be made that it's it's um, these those activities are not obligatory and that students can participate or not in them, and that the money does not have to be paid over. That the voluntary is is voluntary is is a very powerful word and it mm. should it, 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 it should be respected in all cases mm. and schools will say it is but parents will tell you a different story yeah, yeah. and just in terms of what you might know Catherine of the amounts because they seem to to vary wildly I mean even the three that you looked at in South Dublin there was a, a huge difference uh, in, in the amounts that they were they were seeking uh, and also with the voluntary contributions I mean I'm aware of schools in my own area in North Dublin one of whom it might be 150 quid one of whom it's 400 one of whom it's 500 a lot of money, yeah. And again, there's yeah. an implication there that if you can't stump up the 500 quid, mm. that either your child is maybe not befitting of being in this school. There's an innate snobbery in that, I think. But also it makes you feel that, you know, I mean, with the best will in the world, everyone has very different personal circumstances. You could have yeah. two children starting in, in different... And if they're, if that's a... You know, if, if you've got two schools seeking 300 or 400 or 500 euro... Yeah, it's a huge yeah. ask. Yeah, well, it is. As I say contributions. I mean, schools can look for money, for, you know, to cover some reasonable costs, but the contributions should be voluntary. And certainly, if you're talking about contributions of the nature of four or five hundred euro, um, a lot of families would not be in a position to pay to pay uh, that sort of money. So, um, I mean, if schools have concerns, maybe they should contact contact the department. Yeah, or you know, raise it with with the with the school with the, with the board of management. Okay, and and I think, you know, listening to Catherine Donnelly there and, you know, for many parents who maybe weren't aware of this, if you have received a letter like that, I think maybe listen to what Catherine Donnelly had to say there. Maybe you should be contacting the Department of Education. Maybe parents' bodies that are active in schools should be doing the same because it is against the law. I want to bring in Fern. Fern, you have uh, kids going to secondary school yourself, do you? Uh, yeah, she's going to start now next September. She's in sixth class now, so I'm going through the process of filling out the registration forms, etc. Grant, so you've applied to a particular school or schools. You've you've I gotten have. the place, and now have you been asked? Just and I don't want to name any schools. I'm not. No, I don't want to. I won't to start name any cause, picking, uh, but but have you yeah. been asked for a sum that needs to to go in as an admin fee or or anything like that? Not as of yet. Although listening to that conversation has made me quite nervous of that because there is absolutely no way that I could afford that. Yeah. Uh, by no means, like no, no way could I afford something like that. Now, my, um, 
Uh, I'm through the second part of the registration now, first online and then through paperwork, and then I don't know if there's a third one coming. Mm-hmm. But we'll see if something comes up. But there's no way that I, 500 euro to me would be I would need to get a loan. Well, now I don't want to scare the horses with that. I'm just I just happen to be aware that that in mm-hmm. one school in the area where I live, that that one school seeks an amount mm-hmm. akin to that in and around that it might be 470 or something. I I think and looking at certainly at Catherine's report in the Independent today, the three schools that they looked at. I think the most that was sought was €200. Euro. I certainly am aware of figures around the 100 or the 150 mark, which is significant enough. Oh, definitely. I mean, generally, when my two kids go to primary school, they have the same sort of, you know, you have to uh, contribution when it comes to photocopying, etc. And that between the two of them, I believe it was 75. Yeah. But for that, I had to do budgeting two months prior. Yeah. For €75. Euro. And, and don't, let's not forget, a lot of these things are sought at the same time as you're going back to school in September anyway. Mm-hmm. So you've got mm-hmm. the uniforms, the books, the stationery, mm-hmm. you know, the, the pens and pens, the shoes, yeah. the, the school, I mean, and, and the school bag. And I know, again, some of that may be discretionary spending, but I mean, you can't, you know, you can't not buy new shoes. Children no. grow at such a rapid rate. No. OK, Especially you might, might if you do the classic Irish mammy thing of buying the jumper three sizes too big, well, then you might get two years out of it. You know, there are little ways, but, but you, you know, those kind yeah. of costs, they all seem to land at the same time. Exactly. Now, I would be coming from a low income family myself. Yeah. Um, so we, we kind of struggle through as it is. And especially with the cost of living going so high right now, it's making things an awful lot more difficult. But my my child going into secondary school next year happens to be particularly tall. Mm. Her shoes are a size seven. Mm. She's 11 years old and mm. she's five foot four. Mm. Do you know, mm. so trying to find stuff for her that actually fits her, that doesn't cost the earth, is nigh impossible. And she goes through these growth bits where she would need new shoes every three months to six months. And here's the thing, because she is the size she is, and I mean, I'm starting to notice this now with my youngest one, mm. uh, you know, he's now at the, sta- at the stage where he's gone into adult sizes. And I know like mm-hmm. there were, you know, no vat on children's shoes here, but like he's still a child. He's going to be a child for a number mm-hmm. of years to come. Mm-hmm. But I'm having, you know, you have to buy adult clothing for them. Mm-hmm. And, not, and that's not always suitable as well. You know, trying to find like if I went into, for example, if I went into pennies, and got a pair of shoes for myself reduced, yeah. little old daps like kind of a thing for six euro or whatever. Mm. I would wear them to like fall apart and mm. I wouldn't mind. But she I couldn't expect her with her growing feet to wear something like that because again you want to make sure that her bone structure she's going through these growth spurts are growing healthily. Yeah. I mean that's why that prepubescent and puberty era of teenagers tends to be why that age group is the age group that develops scoliosis. And and what else have you found, Fern, in relation to, um, you know, we have been hearing a lot in recent weeks about rising costs. You know, there's no doubt about it. The uh, food prices are definitely creeping up. I can see that. Petrol prices, mm-hmm. you're, you oh, know, yeah. we're hearing a lot about, you know, gas shortages and, you know, we may have electricity shortages this winter, although the government seemingly saying that won't happen or that shouldn't happen. But, you know, everything, everything seems to be creeping mm-hmm. up. Are you feeling it now oh definitely definitely um electricity is a big one for me um as is fuel prices because we do live about 17 kilometers away from the town where both my husband and i work and that 
you know, that costs a lot when you're driving in and out. Now, I drive, my husband has to catch a train, and now the, even the prices of the train is ridiculous for him mm. to be able to get into work. Um, and then food prices is another element. But even simple things, like in January 2020, when they bought the 13.5% VAT in on food supplements, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody talked about that. And that was a hike. So if the doctor, if your hormones are all over the place and the doctor suggests for you to get evening primrose oil, for example, you're going to have to pay tax on that. Mm. And working in an area where we sell uh, food supplements, we've seen that those sales in the last year, year and a half, increase 250%. Because the so-called discretionary spending, in other words, the things that you're deemed not to need... Mm-hmm. like supplements, although you may be in pain and you may need some form of supplement that will help you through that. Mm-hmm. That's viewed as being at your discretion. You don't need it's, it. It's, it's viewed as a luxury, basically, which I think is, is if people understood a little bit more about their health and about what they need, like if you go on antibiotics to reboot your immune system and put your bacteria back in balance, probiotics is a good thing. doesn't mean you have to go by the most expensive one, obviously. But, you know, these are things that people generally come into where I work to discuss. And yet no one is aware of the fact that they're paying so much. Vitamin D, of course, you may know everyone is asking for since COVID came in. Yeah, well, I mean, it's something that was recommended to people, certainly at the start of the pandemic, that vitamin D, I'm not sure if there's actually any proper straight evidence to back it up but I, well, I haven't seen the I haven't I seen the evidence about it but but certainly it was one of the things that was recommended are yes. you going to have to go without fern I mean are you going to have to cut something are you are you already maybe limiting how long you keep the heating on for or you know is there a, you know are, are you are you struggling to put food on the table well I wouldn't say well everything is a struggle really but I think it's a matter of we have to think smart it's just how we have to do it. Like, for example, for like you're saying with school uniforms, instead of just going out and buying cardigans for my girls, my mother is knitting them for them. Yeah. Back you know, to the, back to the old make do and mend exactly, philosophy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the fact that when I buy a chicken, I make sure that chicken lasts three meals for the four of us. Hmm. You know, I, it's little things that you have to do to make sure that you can make it through the week. Yeah. It's, it's called, at this stage now, unfortunately, I believe it's a common sense thing. And as for the vitamin D, I'm not saying it cures anything, but in Germany, they did give it free to all the citizens. They give which, gave which free? Vitamin D. Okay, that's interesting. I can't see our, our public finances so strained, I suppose, by the COVID pandemic is on top of everything else that I can't really see we're going to be getting free supplements anytime soon. Where are you on this? Are you concerned about how you're going to manage over the winter months? Or have you found really good ways to cut down? I mean, Catherine talking there about four meals from one chicken. Can it be done? Uh, should it be done? Where are you on, on this cost of living debacle at the moment? Get in touch. Tara Duggan in the chair for Nile Boylan on Ireland's classic hits today. We've been discussing uh, this independent report, the Irish Independent Report this morning, about a number of schools as you're accepting a, an offer of a place there uh, slipping in and implying they want um, a, you know, a fee, an, an admin fee or something of such ilk leaving parents with the impression that they kind of have to pay it uh, if they want to get the school place. And it just kind of got us talking about the wider issue of, of, particularly for parents, particularly this squeeze middle, how are we going to manage as we deal with spiralling costs this winter? Uh, Elaine joins us on the Nile Boyle and Show. Elaine, you, this is, relates to your sister, is it, as, 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 as more than yourself? Well, yes, Sarah. Um, I know my niece started secondary school there. She's fifth year now mm. and 
the voluntary contribution, shall I say, is I think it's about five hundred euro a year. She My has to pay. Goodness. Now, yeah, that's an all girls school in Limerick. Now we she don't want to go to naming up, any names. No, no, okay, I won't just, name it. Let's no, be no, clear no. On that, Elaine. Well, she had to set up a direct debit and basically pay it for the twelve months of the year for six years. And and but but the voluntary part of this is is the you know it's a voluntary contribution. So why does your sister feel she needs to set up a direct debit or pay it at all? You do because it's like as you mentioned earlier, it's like a bit of a stigma there. I saw it with my own lads. Um, now the voluntary contribution in their school was three hundred and fifty a year. Um, and I I had them both I I had them both going together. I have twins, so they they were both in school together. So you're talking so, seven hundred quid before you mm-hmm. even buy a pair of school shoes or a jumper or a book. Yeah, and then in September the the note would come home, twenty euro to hire the locker, twenty euro for the journal. Mm. It was just for September you'd you'd nearly want a thousand euro to send them back to school. That's just for school fees alone. And I mean that's crazy. That, it, it's you know you're you're you know you. I mean I don't know. Do you work, Elaine? I mean I do, but that's so you, that's that's not the point. You know it's a lot of money. And I know when the boys were going to TY, um, we'd have the meeting because it was compulsory in the school, and we had a meeting. We'll say during the summer, and you had to pay the TY fee. Yes, I know. On I've, the night. Yeah, I've had to pay. I've had to do that myself as well. And yeah, in one yeah. instance, I also set up direct debit to pay that because it's really high. It's high. It is. Yeah. For, and for the return they get out of it, to be honest. Yeah, but then what? What I what stuck in my craw was that then later, you know, in the midst of Ty, when there was a trip that needed to be gone on, or something, you, know, you think you're paying for your Ty <laughs> fee and you're paying for everything, but no, actually, we need eighty euro because we're going somewhere yeah. for a night. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, why? At what point can we, as parents, start to question this? I mean, you're saying your sister five hundred euro, and you yourself didn't question, didn't go up and see the principal and go, "Do you know what? This is supposed to be voluntary. Why do I feel you're forcing me to pay this?" Because they don't put it down as a voluntary contribution; it's put down as an admin contribution. So it's a case if it's not voluntary, it's admin, so you have to pay it. It's but the I mean, way how much administration is there involved in one child going to school every year? Yeah, it's I mean, the way look, I want work. to hear. I'm, I'm quite happy to hear, um, Elaine, from from people who, from school principals or vice principals or people involved in the education sector who can actually maybe help us account for it and get our head around why it costs what it costs. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to know myself where it goes. I'll be honest with you. I'd love to go know myself where it goes. Mm. But, but when, you, when you, you're looking at that per, per, per student, I mean, some schools have up to a thousand students in them. Yeah, actually, that's a very good that's point. That's a lot of money. It that's is a, a lot of money going into one school. It is a lot of money. But then I suppose as well, particularly in this day and age in COVID, when they're in class, they have the heating on, but they have the windows open. You know, we're, you know, we're talking about the cost of living here generally mm-hmm. as well. We're all dealing with additional home heating costs. They're dealing with additional additional costs. So I suppose there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that we aren't aware of. But do you think that if there's going to be some sort of an administration fee, Elaine, that it should be set across the board? Instead of having one school charging 500 and one school charging 100, that it should just be 200 quid max and that's it. And and it has to be accounted for. So parents well, see where it goes. Yes, I, I, I do think that. Definitely I'd love to have it accounted for. 100% I think we should know well and good if, it, if it's going on heating the school but bear in mind Tara um, last year a lot of children were out of school and early this year as well so 
those fees were still paid. That's true, actually. A very good point, Elaine. A a very good point. Elaine, just in in your own experience and and the the experience of your sister who, 500 quid, I just can't get over that, that, Mm. that a school is seeking that. Has anything happened with regards to communication through the children? You know, I mean, we were supposed, this was supposed to have been outlawed a number of years ago that... I remember certainly talk in the media years ago and people coming on shows like this saying that how they were struggling and yet their child was given maybe a pink slip and the child next to them was given a yellow slip and the yellow slip might have been a receipt for what was paid. But the pink one was, you know, you you need to send this home to mum and dad because they need to pay this money. And so that it was noticeable in the class or that there was some distinction being made between children in class. Have you had any experience of that or is the communication straight with, with home? No, I haven't. Now, I always got a letter home, or you kind of get it at the start of the year, um, you know, the voluntary or the admin contribution. I, and if I'm not mistaken, it's quite a bit now since my own lads um, were in school, but I don't know that I questioned it one day or questioned someone about it, and it was it was put down as an admin fee. It wasn't necessarily a voluntary contribution. Mm. It, it, some schools differ. Yeah, and I think certainly Catherine was was alluding to that in the way that in the three schools that they looked at in South County Dublin, it was it was sort of dressed up and and, and given a different name for all. Jay, you're uh, welcome to the Nile Boylan show on Ireland's Classic Kids. You're in the middle of all this as well with kids in school, are you? Oh, Tara, good afternoon. I am up to my eyes, and at the moment we've changed. Uh, we've moved home, right? And we started them in September inside our old school because we didn't know we got the new place and okay. we paid for everything. Pay for the books for the two kids, the three kids, uh, the voluntary grant of 108 euro per child. Right. The book rental. Uh, then we had to go out and buy books as well, which was another, I think it was 93 euro for one child, 80 for another, and I think it was 70 for the smallest child, plus the book rental. And all new uniforms, because even though we're in the same county, none of the books transferred over to the new school, and none of the uniforms, everything was different. And so we've had to do it all again now this month because we had to change them into the new oh school. Oh my God. So you're like literally paying on the double for this. We basically have three sets of books there from the old school that were never used and no goods was in the new school. And Even have, you, though have you spoken to the old school about is there any possibility that they could take them back or that there are other children who may need them oh, or yes, that they could oh, keep yes, them in yes, reserve yes, for yes, next year? I, I, can, I can donate them. You can donate them? Yeah, I can donate them to the school. Which uh, I did. They're, they're no good to me so I just I gave them back to the school. Oh my they're God. no good to me. Well, yeah, I've had to do it all twice within two months. I have to say, Jay, that makes me sick. That makes me uh, absolutely mm-hmm. sick. I've had long had a bugbear uh, uh, seeing with my children year after year after year that um, a lot, certainly in primary school, it's workbooks, yeah. so they can't yeah. be reused. Back in my day, nope. at the at, as we got as we got to the end of the school year, the school mm. used to facilitate little sales yeah. in mm. each classroom, so you could sell yeah. your books on. And yeah, make a and few quid to put towards your new ones. Well, we've had to do two set, new sets of uniforms well, with the crest of jumper. We won't let us on both schools. Oh. I mean, we're, and the, the two schools in the same county, they're only a village apart. And they're to- totally two different sets of books, which I don't know how that's even possible. And I appreciate nobody wants to vol- voluntarily go and bang their own head against a brick wall. But Jay, you know, and I and I get, I, I kind of feel that if you were to try and raise this with the Department of Education or the local uh, boards of management in the school, that you probably would be banging your head against a brick wall. But uh, have you tried to speak down. up? Have you tried to speak up to the new school, for example, saying, "Look, can we go with this status quo for a year? I've already paid this." To be honest, we could have, but I didn't want my kids feeling like they were left out. You know what right. primary kids kill. If one feels different, like one, my eldest one, she's 11, God bless her. 
there's, there's tights, grey tights in the new one. And we had a meltdown last night, literally cried our eyes out because they're grey tights. What if somebody sees her? You know that way? It's oh, just, yeah, I know. You know, I didn't want to. You know, that day now, it has to be done. So, to be honest, I just have to go in on Berlin. They're getting their education now, but stop calling the free education, will you? Not free. Do you think something should be done about it, Jay? Do you think that there should yeah. be, univer- you know, rules are made. If the Department of Education, for example, can decide on a curriculum or the National Curriculum Assessment Council can decide on a curriculum. So the curriculum is the same. The exams are standardised. You know, the amount of hours that kids need to be in school and schools need to operate needs to be standardised. Should they be looking at standardising yeah. things like uniforms well, and I books? Mean, if you can go from one school in the same area to another school and be two totally different books, yeah. Like, totally different. Not one book transferred. Both fifth, say, say, Belfer Agnes, like, fifth class, yeah? Yeah. So, in one school, all the, all the books in fifth class are not transferable to the other school, even though it's fifth class. And they're in the same county. That's maddening, Jay. That's maddening. Isn't I mean, it? surely history is history. Yeah. You know, it's the same curriculum. Maths is maths. It's, it's the same yeah. curriculum. Yeah. Irish is well, Irish. different books. Because what well, I know is from the bottom, they're, they're printed by two different companies. And the uniforms are the same. We can't get a generic, no, it has to be, and this voluntary contribution, it's not voluntary when they're threatening, not threatening the kids, but when they're making the kids know that their mummy hasn't paid her. Yeah, or no if kid there's... kid wants to be handed that pink slip. No kid wants to be handed that pink slip. No, of course Every not. About now... knows what that... Everybody knows what the pink slip is. And Jay, I have to say now, I don't know if that's still in existence or in practice. I know that it was, but I understand yeah. that previous education ministers certainly moved to outlaw it. I presume that has been done and that has successfully I'm been done. It has. I'm hoping I'll get that position, I'll just pay it. But, um, I mean, they can find money for all obsolete things and mad stuff, but yet they can't find a few quid to educate our kids, knowing how expensive it is. Yeah, I don't know. I just think, I think myself, I mean, this is maddening. It's absolutely infuriating to think that, you know, you move from one school to the other down the road in the same class, but you can't, you know, have the same books or the same copies or the same jumper with a different school crest on it. Joe, you're welcome to the Nile Boylan show. Are you in the midst of this as well? Hi, yeah, it, it's it's the same most years, most terms now. Um, what happens in the, the school in County Limerick is the... Um, I kind of fell short there one year and um, I hadn't paid it on time. It's a a fee of 275 euros. They call it fees. They don't call it a contribution. Right. And what happens is I I kind of was late paying it and certain teachers and staff members would approach my daughter in the school in front of other students, letting them know loudly that the fees hadn't been paid. I mean, that's completely wrong on every level. it's, It's crazy. So my daughter was coming home to me, you know, very bad, very upset, you know, Dad, they're, they're pulling us, they're pulling us, not just her now, they were pulling every, most people that didn't pay it on time mm-hmm. in front of other students, walking into the classroom, calling them out one by one, wanting to know, you know, we haven't, you haven't paid your fees. So what we started doing was we started paying it monthly. Right. And they have it, this on a school app where you can go to a school app and, and pay the fees monthly. Right. You know, so... So they'd stop hassling my daughter, my daughters, sorry, daughters, on, in front of other students. And, and did you have any conversation? I mean, did you go up to the school? Did you ring the principal? Did you oh, have conversations did, yeah. with teachers? We and what did, did they yeah. say? What did they say? Um, what was their defence of that? They, they just kind of just kind of blow it off with some other stupid excuse, you know. But um, what I find is, you know, you complain to the school board then, but really you're, claim, you're complaining the school to the school. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no kind of complaining them because complaining no issue to them and 
the principal and most of the school board is, is on that board anyway, so you get nowhere. So you get nowhere, but except you that you have nowhere. to pay. You and, have to and, pay. and did you address the issue that this is, I mean, I suppose you're saying they said that it was fees. They didn't say it was voluntary. I mean, did uh, you, did they, you they, say to them this is, this is voluntary? Oh, yeah. yeah, it has to be paid. Yeah. It has to be paid. It's a fee. And you're, you're kind of, you're not, well, I mean, last year now they gave us the letter about the fees. I think it was in um, it was in June or July for this year. Right. So they wanted so much of it paid before the term even started. Yeah, I know, and that's increasingly what's. Well, it's, it's, I know, it's crazy. I, I know certainly with one of my children's schools, Joe, that I was getting. You had to the way the way they did it or the way they dressed it up was. Uh, do you want your your child to be here next year? Are you accepting a place for next year? Like, yeah, are they continuing what, in this school? If so, please sign this form and stick your hundred and fifty quid in the envelope, or do the bank transfer. That's exactly what it was. Similar to those words being used. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And when when like we said, when we fell short one year and. They were actually approaching the children in front of other children. And then what happens is they come home, they're stressed, they're embarrassed, and you're kind of having to pull this out of a pocket that you don't have. No, absolutely. You know? Absolutely, Joe. I know. And I mean, it does. It's, it's, it's never ending. As Fern said at the beginning, it's just one thing after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. I don't know. This conversation is actually making me increasingly mad as we go through it. Uh, people being put... And look, I would like to hear the... The, the view of the education sector, why is this money needed? Is it because they're being chronically underfunded? Why is it needed? What is it used for? Where is the accountability and the, tra- and, you know, can, can schools, individual schools and boards of management in the Department of Education stand over why these fees or admin costs or voluntary contributions are being sought? It's infuriating. If you have a view on this, get in touch with us. 087-188-0008. Very welcome back to the Niall Bowling Show on Ireland's Classic Hits. Tara Duggan in the chair for Niall today. We've been discussing the cost of admin fees or voluntary contributions or whatever terms are used to dress it up when you're sending your children to school, particularly if they're starting in a new school in a secondary school. Tony, you've three kids yourself, so this is not coming as news to you. What's your own experience? No, I have three kids as well with me and uh, they're now doing primary in fairness. What are we going to second? Skill at some point, obviously, but um, God got, love you and yeah. brace yourself is yeah, all I can I, say. Well, well, I have two kids in their twenties as well, so here we right, are. You've been through. I've <laughs> been through. But um, if, you know, if I got letters home looking for voluntary contributions, what they were called, um, I think it was one hundred and fifty per child, mm-hmm. which is four hundred. Now, I, Katie, I've better things to do with four hundred and fifty euros. I think we all do. In fairness, now I really do, and uh, the letters were sent straight back. I said, "Thanks for thanks for the input, but uh, no." And did you get any response after that, or did they just nope, leave it? Go? I didn't. I didn't. Did not. All I got was when when teachers' parents meeting, um, we went to teachers' parents meeting. Took off work. Boy, took off work wherever it was. And I said it to one of the teachers one day, and she pulled me aside and says, "You were dead right." That's what I was told by a teacher. I was dead right. There is no way in this planet I'd hand over 150 euro per child. And my kids' skills are mostly about 600 kids, easily, easily. You thought that up. And, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but if they're all going to do what you do, Tony, then does that leave the school in a very vulnerable position? I mean, clearly the school is looking for the money because it needs it. I don't think... I mean, they can't top up, for example, teachers' salaries. They can't take extra days, holidays. You know, they can't do uh, wild, outlandish things with this money. This, it has to be accounted for you know, in I the day to day. But this voluntary con- contribution thing is not old. It's not new. It's not around that long. What do the skills do prior to this? Hmm. 
These, te- these teachers go in and they get very well paid in fairness. They have a good wage. If you're on the old contract as opposed to a new contract, yeah, I, they're I very well paid. I, I don't the government subsidises Yeah, but I, I don't think that this is actually going towards any of the fixed costs that a school might have in terms of staffing. You know, now possibly maybe some of it is going to fund a, a school secretary or to top up a school secretary. And I don't know this. This is me some are and some aren't some are and some aren't and depending on if you no some are and some aren't and it was, mm. there was actually there was a, a, a union dispute recently because there was a differential between some that are, are, are you, Department of Education staff and some that aren't so I do know that for a fact but you know the, the school clearly needs schools need this money or they need additional funding that they're not getting from the Department of Education yeah, 150 euro per child is a bit much there was no discount, there was no, you know, boy to get one free kind of scenario. There was no like, oh, you have three children, there'll be a hundred per child. It was just 150 point blank. I rang for the principal and said, look, hang on a minute. I said, you can't, you know, three, 150 per child. I've traded them in there. And he goes, I know you have traded them in there. I said, look, do something for me here. And I was told point blank, no. If he'd have said to me, but what, where, does the vo- where does the voluntary bit come into this exactly. at all That's then? Exactly what I said to him. I said, you asked me to voluntarily give you money. I said, you're not voluntary, you're not volunteering, you're not volunteering anything back my direction. So my answer to you now is no. Now, if he'd have rang me back and said to me, look, you know, how did it think about it? Don't see that to anybody else. I'll do it for 300 quid, say, as an example. I probably would have went and gave him 300 quid. But okay. the fact that he didn't give me any option or any, you know, any leeway, I didn't do it. And I just said, well, you know what you can do. do you know what I mean? And I actually thought 150 per child for a school with 600 kids in it was a bit excessive. Mm. It was a bit excessive now, friend. I mean, we have to pay for books, uniforms, you know, trips. I know. Things that they're doing, you know, helmet hurlies, all, all, everything. And then do you get this? It was like, uh, no. Point blank, no. And did he no. give any, just very quickly, did he give any um, explanation, Tony, of, no. of, of what this money was for? No. Why it no. was crucial? I, I, why it was important? I, I, I asked for all that. He just said it was a date that wouldn't cost. And I said, will you be issuing out, like, you know, invoice receipts of where the money's gone? No. Nope. So I said, so in other words, you want me to give you 450 euros and I, I get nothing back for it. Mm. You get your charge educated. It's going to be charge educated anyway. I said, I get, yeah, I get no receipts as to where all this money's going to go. No, 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 no. I said, yeah, at least, at least stick to up and wore the mask. You know what I mean? In fairness. I can't, I'd say that went down like a rat sandwich, Tony. Yeah, it's just never ending when you think of, of the, the litany of expenses for free education. As I say, I'd love to hear the education sector's view on this and, and where they stand and where that money actually does go. So again, I'm going to throw this out there. If you, if you're part of that sector, if you're involved in that, if you're a school principal, if you have been one, if you know why this money is needed, um, you know, and you're prepared to to defend that or to come on and explain it at the very least. Well, then do please get in touch with the Boyland Show on Ireland's Classic Hits. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.